Hello and welcome to The Motherhood Guide, where it's all about making your experiences of pregnancy, birth and motherhood better. I'm your host Kelly, a mum of two, a hypnobirthing teacher and birth educator, and I'm here to help you thrive in motherhood rather than simply just survive. Let's get started. Hello Jenny, welcome to The Motherhood Guide podcast. I'm so excited Hi, to have you here. And I want you to just start by you doing a little introduction of who you are and what you do because you are very much already embedded in this kind of motherhood space already, doing lots of exciting things. So I would love if you could do a wee introduction just to share that with us. Yes, okay. So I am Jenny and I'm the creator of Mellow Mamas. So Mellow Mamas is a kind of hard to describe at the moment. It has grown into its own thing and it's grown in a completely different direction from what I thought it was going to grow into. And it is now like an online and in-person community for mums-to-be and mums and anybody who's a caregiver really to find support in what they're doing on their journey. And that's a really broad explanation and I understand that that's very broad because, like I said, it's grown from what its original intent was, which was all about pregnancy yoga, which was five years ago when I started it. So now there's lots of aspects to Mellow Mamas and it's kind of grown as I've grown as a person and as a mum as well. So what it encompasses is an online membership where people can access birth prep, especially birth prep yoga and some resources like meditation, relaxation. It's also got an in-person element. So there's community events like retreats or meetups. And then my most recent addition to Mellow Mamas has been a physical organiser and planner and journal for pregnancy. So it's kind of grown arms and legs, but to kind of encompass that into some words, it is a it's a resource for support, really, for anybody who is on a parenthood journey. And everything that I do and now offer and encompass in Mellow Mamas has been something that's been a part of me for quite a while. So I started teaching pregnancy, or I started teaching yoga about 12 years ago, (laughs) which seems crazy to say. And then when I became pregnant with my first daughter in 2017, I began studying pre and postnatal yoga, which was, although touched on in my original training, it was a much deeper dive. And Melamamas grew from there. And like, as I said, like, as I've grown as a person and I've done, you know, like, opened a door and then going oh my goodness there's a whole world back here (laughs) opened another door oh my goodness there's like so many roads you could choose from I've kind of explored some different things and brought them all into Mellow Mamas such as mindfulness uh, meditation breath work and most recently women's circles so hosting them so it has really grown to be this multifaceted community and I'm really excited about I'm really excited about it. I love talking about it. So I'm really glad to be here. You'll have to shut me up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. I know when I was like starting to write my notes, I was like, hmm, I feel like you actually might need more than one podcast. I know, this all is of this. Be a long one. 
is because I feel like there's just so much for us to talk about but I absolutely love your business I feel like I really connected with it at, at first when I seen it I was very much early on in my own business I didn't actually really have a business it was more so just an idea at this point and I had found your page on my own personal page and I was like oh this just looks like such a breath of fresh air do you know what I mean and I oh, feel like so nice. you can really see that it's came from like a place of love which I absolutely love because that's exactly where my business has come from as well do you know it's came from me really connecting with what I needed and what I wish I'd had for that first pregnancy and what I've kind of learned as I've went on and what I want to be able to offer other people so that they don't have to experience as much of the bad side of that journey as what I did in the first first kind of point if that makes sense oh you feel the same yeah and you know what you've just touched on there which makes me like I love talking about this especially with people who are running a business like yeah it sounds like you are serving the earlier version of yourself so well like that's you are putting your work out into the world for the earlier version of you the five years ago version of you so and I completely resonate with that as well like when I first became pregnant, I would go to like a pregnancy yoga class. I actually was in London when I first became pregnant. Oh, okay. I was going to pregnancy yoga and it was like a lovely class experience, like nice movement experience, good for my body. But I was like, I feel like something's missing. (laughs) And I wasn't quite sure what it was. And actually as Mellow Mamas has grown, I've realized that what I have put into it is really what that five years ago, Jenny, really, really wanted. Yeah, exactly. But didn't know because you don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. You have no idea. Absolutely. You're so right. You're so right. And I do feel like, you know, for the most part, people do overlook like going into doing a pregnancy yoga. And I feel like when you speak to people, often They see it as just another class to attend and it's just about meeting other mums, which I absolutely is great for. And it's obviously great to do that movement. But I feel like yoga is really overlooked as an actual tool to support you in your pregnancy Mm. and your birth and in your postnatal journey as well. And I feel like that's something that you do so well. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you're making it really clear about how that can actually support the journey. It's not just about going to a class if that makes sense and just ticking the yeah. box just you know there's the actually oh, totally. there's benefit to be taken yeah. from that class so would you mind going over what the actual benefits are of doing pregnancy yoga how that can support you in your pregnancy how that can support you in your birth how that supports that postnatal journey as well is that okay yeah yeah okay yes so it's a big topic I know. I know. I'm, I'm dropping I, you in it where to begin well I'll speak to it from my personal experience because yes I teach it but I've also used it in well now my three pregnancies because I'm pregnant just now with my third and it like so many things first of all it's a practice so we're not ticking a box and being like I've done my pregnancy yoga I'm good to go it's an ongoing practice and it's a tool right so it's not the only thing that I would recommend that you do 
in your pregnancy. I would recommend a whole host of things, pregnancy, yoga being one of them. And actually, I would go so much as to say pregnancy movement um, and really just making it super simple because yoga can encompass so much, right? And it can be so many more aspects other than just the physical movement. But if we strip it right back to basics and think about how your body needs to be able to move right now is to support baby and baby's growth and then baby's entrance into the world. And that's regardless of what kind of birth that you're planning, whether that's a vaginal birth or a surgical birth, all of all of pregnancy movement, pregnancy yoga can support the space that we're giving baby to grow, their positioning, your positioning, and ultimately their entrance into the world. Postnatal as well, like there's a, there's so much that is possible to bring in from yoga and like I say, there's so many more aspects that are not are not about the physical as well. But if we do think about just the physical for a moment, even just breathing in the right way postnatally to actually like allow your rib cage to draw back in to in to reconnect. Not I'm not saying engage here, but to reconnect with your pelvic floor, to reconnect with your core. Even just the simple act of breathing is is so fundamental. But what I like to think about for during pregnancy is like how I've how I've used pregnancy yoga is up and down, right? Sometimes okay, I want okay. to do a full half an hour, 45 minutes, 60 minute practice. And that'll mean rolling out a yoga mat, putting on some music, putting on some comfy clothes, making space for that practice. And then Sometimes it means just doing a couple of quick stretches in whatever the hell I'm wearing at that moment, whether it's jeans or a dress, or sometimes it's just just the act of breathing in a more conscious way, or even just like how I'm holding myself, posture, how I'm sitting. So it's about self-awareness. All of the practices of pregnancy yoga and yoga completely are about increasing your self-awareness and I think from my experience, and hopefully people will agree if they've been pregnant, like self-awareness is really, it, it is such a strong building block for everything else to come from. Yeah. If you're aware of what's happening for yourself, you're aware of how you're holding yourself, you're aware of what's going on in your mind, you're aware of your reactions, your triggers, your responses, you're aware of your desires, everything, everything can grow from a really strong foundation. So very, very fundamental level self-awareness is really what I've taken away from practicing movement, especially in pregnancy. And, you know, then there's obviously then like the aspect of preparing actually for birth preparing our bodies for birth and what I really wanted to talk about today and touch on was what we're looking for in labor is like to tap into our instincts right it's not the time to be 
intellectualizing something it's not the time to pull out a pdf and go this is a this is a very beneficial birthing position this might be a beneficial birthing position for this stage of labor or for that stage of labor when we're in labor (laughs) that we need to go into our like primal brain right like yes it's not the time to be intellectualizing movement yeah during pregnancy is the time to intellectualize the movement and figure out how should I be, what should I be considering while yeah. I'm thinking about a movement practice? And that might be a movement practice, you know, of anything, of yoga, Pilates, swimming, walking, even just sitting, especially in the yeah. end of the third trimester. Like, what considerations do I need to take on board so that I'm ready to trust the process that my body is going to go through and trust uh-huh. the instinctual positions that my body's going to take me into and not over-intellectualize it during labor. Intellectualize it during pregnancy so you understand it during pregnancy, you understand the dynamics and the mechanics of your pelvis, you understand you're knowledgeable, you've educated yourself about baby's movements into the world um, and what might be holding them back as well. Yeah what's connected to pelvis pelvis pelvic floor which is basically everything yeah <laughs> what's you learn that quickly yeah <laughs> yep. and how do you how do you generally move where are you restricted and how might that be holding back baby's movements and baby's entrance into the world I feel like I've gone off on a big tangent no, I, I, I genuinely feel like you've hit the nail on the head and I was just thinking to myself there when you were saying that you know, it's not about intellectualizing all of these positions during labor, because I think that that's so relatable to my work as well. And that's something that I already say to all my clients when I'm doing the hypnobirthing courses, you know, it's so beneficial for you to be practicing all of this beforehand so that, you know, you've got that understanding of how your body moves and how it feels when it moves into certain positions. Does it feel nice? Does it not? And that is not the time, like you said, to be trying to take on new information either, you know. And I always think that that's so relatable when it comes to like the antenatal education aspect of hypnobirthing because, you know, if you don't do all of that prep work beforehand during your pregnancy, then that means that you are putting yourself in a position where you're going to have to take that on during the labour but yeah you do you need to do this prep work beforehand so you can actually understand what is actually going to happen to your body and you know the decisions that you kind of need to make if you do that in labour then it's so difficult for you to actually act instinctively you're kind of zoning out from your own actual instinct yeah if that makes sense and you're not allowing yourself to then zone in (laughs) yes and how important is that zoning in it's so important for your birth you know for you to to really listen to your body and try and understand what it's going through and what it needs. And I do always think that movement does have to be so instinctive in birth, doesn't it? Yeah. Because as much as I give people these, like, you know, the upright, forward and open positions, and I'm like, you know, these are some suggestions. Yeah. At the same time, I feel like, you know, they're just kind of like little tips. And then when it mm-hmm. actually comes down to it, you really just need to go with what feels right for you. And you do so much instinctual movement as is. Yeah you know and I think like within all of that 
there's a huge element of self-trust, right? Like that needs to be fundamental in your birth prep for me, like a hundred percent. And you know where I've found the most self-trust is through learning about physiological birth and learning how to trust trust that process and therefore like trust myself in the process. Yes. So that when it's those so weird movements come up, the, you know that your body might be moving in this direction because babies needing to get away from your pubic bone or it now needs to rotate or whatever that may be. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, and how do you feel that knowing what you know now, because this is obviously your third pregnancy, I'd love for you to share how is this different third time round versus your first and your second pregnancies? Are you preparing in really different ways this time? I think so, yeah. So first time round, I, like I said earlier, I was living in London and I was going to then move back up to Glasgow. And I actually had to, I didn't have to, definitely didn't have to. I I was presented with some information shall we say and I chose to accept okay okay was given to me which was to get a cervical stitch okay okay so I got a cervical stitch at 17 weeks and after that I was told to be on bed rest well actually I was told to be on bed rest just before it as well Gosh. so I was on modified bed rest like you can get up and go to the bathroom but then come back and go to your bed kind of bed rest for I think it was about four weeks total so a week before and then three weeks after and during that time I was so worried like I was so worried I mean a cervical stitch is put there because you might have a chance of miscarrying or having an early labor and I was so worried and therefore worried tense stressed yeah. That is no good for anything that's going on with our body. No, 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 no. <laughs> we know that that is very bad. Yeah. yeah exactly. So yeah. I was in a lot of pain. I was having a oh. lot of pelvic pain, a lot of pubic symphysis pain, which in hindsight I know now is really related to the stress and tension and what yeah. I had. So I had that going on. And then I had to move from London to Glasgow. And so there was a lot of a lot of change in my life, a lot of like a lot I'm gonna say a lot of stress, which was it, it you know, if you asked me at the time, like, are you stressed out? I would have said no. But actually there's like underlying stress that was just like heavy on my shoulders. So my birth prep back then was also knowing that I didn't know very much about I didn't know very much about birth at all I didn't learn too much about physiological birth I did like a one day birth prep course with a doula who actually became my doula for the birth oh um, that's lovely yeah <laughs> and I read some read some books um watched a lot of birth videos on youtube that kind of thing um but my birth prep, I think, first time round was very, like, external. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't thinking too much about myself. Yeah, I understand sense. what you mean. Yeah. 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 Like, read the book, but maybe not fully take on 
the book yeah yeah <laughs> tick the and box like I think that it's hard because there's an element of responsibility that we all need to take yeah. when it comes to you know being pregnant and you know gathering the information and really embodying the information that we're given yeah. Yeah. and implementing that so there is yeah. an element of responsibility isn't there I get yeah. what you mean yeah and that embodiment part is is so crucial like you can read all the books, you can watch all the YouTube videos, you can listen to the affirmations, but like you need to pause in between yeah. all those things because if you just keep absorbing, absorbing, absorbing and not actually embodying, then that well, that's what I was doing, right? Yeah. That's what I was doing yeah. first time round. So this might go on a wee bit of a tangent from your initial question. but we'll, we'll, are we'll, fine. Back. we'll circle back. Yeah. So first time round, <laughs> I as I said, had a doula, Jen, and I was preparing for home birth. So I decided at 30 weeks to look into home birth. And the reason that I uh, started looking into that and decided to go down that path um, was Jen's website. When I came across Jen, I saw a YouTube video on her page about somebody else that was having a home birth. And that opened up that door to me. And I was like, wow, that sounds that sounds amazing. I'm going to transfer to the home birth team and go down that road. And again, not knowing as much as I know now, got to 42 weeks. Well, actually got to like 39 weeks before they started talking about induction. But between like 39 yeah. and 42, like I, I tried to hold off as long as possible. And I really felt a lot of pressure from yeah. care providers for induction and you know hopefully listeners are aware of that as well if they are headed towards that time but there can be so much coercion mm-hmm. mis- miscommunication of yep. use of language you know there's it's so a really difficult time I wasn't really fully prepared for the conversations that might come away so I said yes to an induction at 42 plus 2 and went to the hospital and had Kala, my first daughter. So for birth prep second time round, Melamamas was like in full swing because I had, after Kala, uh, my first daughter, I started Melamamas pregnancy yoga classes, interweaved a little bit of birth prep into the, mm-hmm. the pregnancy yoga, bit of community, like was loving what Melamamas was becoming. And then other people were kind of coming into Melamamas and creating videos for the online library. So my knowledge was hugely expanded and my awareness like wide open. So I felt like I maybe wasn't fully educated, but I was a lot more aware of what is going on during pregnancy, what's going on with our bodies. And I really leaned heavy into pregnancy yoga during that time. A lot of like hypnobirthing techniques, did a hypnobirthing course, mm-hmm. um, lots of listening to affirmations, lots of watching positive birth videos. But this time being a bit more internalized with the practices that that I was doing and then also reflecting on Kala's birth. Like what did I want to be different? How could I prepare for that? So, yeah, a, a very different birth prep second time round. And I had a different doula second time round, a girl called Holly. Okay. And 
all doulas are different, right? So Holly yes. just had a different, uh, a bit of a different take on, yeah. maybe not a different take as such, but a different angle to come at things from. Mm-hmm. and Like a fresh perspective. Yeah, yeah. Just different, just, just, just yes. different from Jen. And, but also just before I go any further forward, like, that a doula and client it like it's a dynamic you're a duo so this is yeah. I'm not saying like one was better than the other because no I contribute to that relationship as well yes so, absolutely yeah, I just had a different dynamic and she brought a lot more introspection and reflection to okay. our conversations and our birth prep and she was really really present in that last um like last stretch and again I went to 42 42 plus two again so I saw Holly quite a lot in the final final weeks and we did a lot of a lot of introspection one session actually which was probably my most memorable session with her and we're sitting out on the balcony and she's got these tarot cards and oracle cards and so she's like we're gonna pull some cards and I was like okay like yeah cool whatever holly (laughs) (laughs) sure i trust you and then actually like what came up and all of these cards and then their descriptions was like so 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 relevant to what i was going through in life out with pregnancy and birth prep like just in life and i was like oh my god like actually talking about these things that they're making me these cards and these descriptions like what's this bringing up for me talking about all that with holly was like such a release it's almost yeah. like a therapy session yeah and so yeah just like that was just one of our sessions like just to give you an example of how like actually it was a lot about introspection it was a lot about me as a person and it was a lot mm-hmm. about just what's going on in my life and that was just one of the sessions but a lot of the other sessions were a lot more like birth specific as well. And we talked yeah. a lot about previous birth, previous experience and all that kind of thing. So fascinating. <laughs> I, lo- I love hearing yeah. about like the work of doulas as well. I find it so, so interesting because yeah. it can really bring something yeah. so special to the table. Yeah. And it sounds like you definitely got that. And it's so funny, like hearing you say like it's like a little therapy session, but it yeah. kind of, does need to be when we're talking about you know we do need to internalize that information and we need to you know take responsibility for some elements of our birth and that's really useful yeah did you find it quite hard to go quite introspective um so yeah I I did find it hard but I think like like I said like it's a dynamic between the two of you and Mm -hmm. so if the foundations are built like around trust and communication and how you want to be with each other then the, the, yeah. that doula can kind of guide you in these some different practices and uh, the doulas are also different and what I love about I've now got a different doula for my third birth okay. um, she's completely different again and she has different interests and different skill sets and she brings those interests and her skills into her work they all do that and I think that's amazing and if people are considering a doula research the the doulas and figure out what they're all about and what do they bring to the table and I think that is that connection so important especially for that doula and client dynamic isn't it it's Mm. so important and even like just from the like my own perspective I think that that's important even just like 
in my line of work, you know, just even doing a hypnobirthing course, because you'll get the most out of the person that you connect the most with. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, the rest of the birth prep with Tula, who's my second, I did do a lot of pregnancy yoga and general movement and a fair bit of like body work. So osteo, chiro, physio, pelvic floor physio, getting help from all those professionals, I think is, and was really, really great, really, really helpful. And then third time round, what's different? I'm doing a lot of body work just now, a lot of chiro, osteo, physio, massage. And also because I've been in a lot of pain, which I'm not anymore, but I was and Mm -hmm. they've helped me through that. But then my biggest difference third time round is herbs. <laughs> oh, that this is interesting. Of Clem, my doula. Okay. So Clem. I would love to know more about that. Please oh, share. Gosh. Yeah. So, well, I was first introduced to herbal medicine through Lucy Bradley, who is a mm-hmm. fantastic herbalist here in Glasgow. Yeah, I first met Lucy, yes, at an event at the gym, connected with her, and then Later on, had some consultations with her, had some herbal medicine, had some herbal medicine actually from her, which helped me get back on track with my periods when um, just before Tula was conceived. So right. helped me get back to a regular flow, a regular uh, cycle. So the herbs have always kind of been in my life since meeting Lucy, actually. Yeah. And then, so during this third pregnancy, well, actually, as soon as I became pregnant, I texted Clem, the doula, who's also a herbalist. I knew that I wanted to to get Clem on board for being my doula. So Clem makes all of her own herbal remedies, herbal medicines. She grows her own herbs. She is an amazing, amazing person. And she has brought a lot of other styles of herbs into my life through this pregnancy. And I touched on earlier, I've been in a lot of pain recently. Yeah, yeah pubic bone pain and round ligament pain which has just been absolutely honestly excruciating yeah I can laugh about it right now but I was definitely not laughing for the past few months Um, and that's the worst oh it was was horrendous yeah I mean there was days where I couldn't lift a foot off the ground to take a step without wanting to scream in pain so debilitating isn't oh, it yeah and so when you're in pain it's like for me I was really like in the moment with the pain it was mm-hmm. really hard for me to like zoom out and think like what do I need bigger picture yeah and I think that's relevant to a lot of things that you might be going through and actually in those times like you need people to help you zoom out <laughs> Or people to just have that bird's eye view for you and be like, hey, I I feel like this might be a help for you right now. This might support you in this way right now. And have other people help you connect the dots because I was so present to the pain. Like I could hardly think of anything else other than just Mm -hmm. surviving, getting through the day, not crying of being in pain and figuring out how can I take as little steps as possible today. Yeah. And so I I feel like I must have had a little bit of respite at some point because I was yeah. able to like think to myself, 
okay, you need help. Yeah, you need <laughs> to get something sorted. Who can you turn yeah. to? You've already got Clem to support you. Let's speak to Clem. Let's see if there's any herbs that can help you. And I'm not saying that I'm thinking, oh, there's a magic herb that's going to take this pain away. It's mm-hmm. not about that. It's about soothing your central nervous system, getting you back into feeling, oh, not even feeling like yourself, but just bringing you back from that like cycle of pain, tension, fear, and being yeah. in there and bringing you back to a little bit more of a parasympathetic state. Like, yeah. Being able to regulate, being Mm -hmm. able to regulate, and um, so Clem sent me a big box (laughs) of loads of hair. She's like, "I think you're going to need this. You're going to need this. This is for this. Take this." You know, Clem's very much about personal responsibility when it comes to dosage as well. So she'll help you figure out what's a right dosage for you and a right cadence Mm -hmm. for you. But there's, oh, there's, there's so many. There's like there's there's not a magic herb. <laughs> they're all yeah, magic yeah, of course. Needs, but there's no, they've all got like, their own things that they help with. Yeah, there wasn't something that she's like take this and it's going to take your pain away. There's absolutely no promise of that. It's it's more about your well for me what I've experienced is about the nervous system, and then mm-hmm. within that little break, that little bit of respite I could get, I was like right, we need to get more body work going on in here. I need to up the osteo up the physio, up the Cairo and have other people help me here because I can't get out of this. I can't do this for myself right now. Yeah, this taking is... on that help from other people, which I think is so yeah. hard for us, isn't it? And especially yeah. when we're already mums, I feel like getting the help from other people can be really difficult to accept. Yeah. Like, because we're so used to, you know, doing all the things and being everything to everybody. Yeah. That actually we try and play on a lot in pregnancy when we oh, probably totally. should step back and just let people look after us. Yeah, absolutely. You know? No, I totally agree. It's, it is really hard. Like I found it hard when I was in the pain. What actually I did find really hard was that I was fine up here Yeah, in my head. I was fine. I didn't have a cold or a flu or... Mm-hmm. something going on that was creating maybe pain in my body I had just had physical pain in my body but fine mentally so I was like that's fine I can just sit at home and do some admin yeah but actually that's still not resting no it's not <laughs> actually it's needed not. to sleep a lot yeah, totally. <laughs> and get the body work done like just have all of those like relaxing and restful elements to my day that and there was a lot of guilt that came with that because I was like thinking to myself I could be on my computer right now I could be doing some work I could be doing admin like I'll be able to support because I I, as well as Mila Mamas I work um for a retail company Uh myself I could be supporting the store I'll just do work from home I'll just do admin and I was like no (laughs) like that you need to step back yeah it's not rest that's not rest I know aren't we so bad for that see especially I find like as a small business like how hard is it to take a step back and rest when you need to rest it's so difficult and then sometimes I feel like such a hypocrite because I'm like you know like speaking to my, my clients and I'm like you know it's all about accepting help and 
resting when you need to rest and blah 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 and then I come back and I'm like yeah 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 can you take your own advice I know absolutely yeah, yeah. I think we do when we enter this kind of motherhood journey it does become hard to accept help you know we want to kind of show people that we're strong enough and we can handle it and all of this but actually strength comes from accepting help as well doesn't yeah. it we always need to be at our best and the yeah. only way you can be at your best is if you look at, after yourself and how do you think that you're going to kind of get that dynamic when you introduce another baby into your family oh my gosh I have no idea I, have I love no the honesty <laughs> yeah the, I don't know yeah. what the hell's gonna happen <laughs> there is there is an element of winging it that just has to happen isn't there yeah. like we can prepare for so many things yeah. but also sometimes you just need to let the things just happen how they happen we'll figure it out it's all figureoutable yeah. yeah it's all it figureoutable is. yeah absolutely the main thing I think is just routine as much as possible like mm-hmm. my little ones are at school and nursery but yeah just keeping their routine I'm I'm definitely thinking to myself about preparing for postpartum like yeah. personally and for the baby but actually as a family dynamic being a family of five like yeah. I'm like it gives me the biggest anxiety like of of everything that I'm preparing for yeah the dynamics of being a family of five is like oh god how is it how is it all going to work but I know it's going to work yeah because it always time. does yeah. yeah and I think that in motherhood like it is it's a constant learning experience and yeah. I always say this like I've, I've obviously only got two but they're so completely different that I feel <laughs> like a new mum every time do you know what I mean like yeah. they they are polar opposites in every way so you know with Harlow I had certain challenges but then with Jonah I've got some elements that I'm like right it's okay I, I know what to do with this I've got this I've done this before yeah. but then also he just totally throws me off by giving me a completely new challenge and I'm like ah, <laughs> I'm not sure what I'm doing anymore do you know what I mean oh, Where, I think every child yeah. is a new learning experience aren't they yeah. you're just constantly yeah. learning constantly evolving constantly getting better and you know finding new ways to manage absolutely I really resonate with uh, I don't know if this is a quote if it is a quote I don't know who it's by I've got no idea but the thinking that your first when your first child is born you're also born as a mother and so you're both being raised together like you're raising yourself as a mother and you're raising the child but then when your second child is born you're at a different place so Mm -hmm. there's more it's more of an aspect of raising the child and of course like you say you're different as well you're always different it's a different Mm -hmm. journey but you're a completely different place and so you're able to bring them up with a bit of a different perspective hundred percent yeah yeah and hindsight's a wonderful thing isn't it yeah and I think you know (laughs) We're never, ever going to be perfect parents, ever. No, um, but, you know, I think that that's, that's actually a great thing, though, that process of, like, evolution and always getting better and always learning more. And that is kind of what I wanted the podcast to be all about. It's just about, you know, hearing different perspectives and, yeah. you know, maybe taking on information that you maybe wouldn't have necessarily went out your way to look for, but now you've heard it and you're like, oh, that's interesting. I might look into yeah. that now. 
and yeah. you know constantly evolving and finding new ways to make that motherhood journey more positive and better and that can look like a hundred different ways for a hundred different people you know Absolutely. we're also unique in our journeys and you know the things that we connect with and what we take from things uh, but <laughs> I want you to also talk to you about your newest venture because I'm very interested in this pregnancy <laughs> planner please talk to me yeah. about your pregnancy oh planner journal <laughs> yeah so I've always had a thing with physical planners right okay. like a beautiful like hard exterior ring bound mm-hmm. like I love, I love a planner and I've n- I'd never ever found the one that I would have dreamt up right so I'd tried lots of different ones and I remember so the retail company that I work for they're really into personal development and we're always encouraged to think about like what do we what do you want to do in life like what's something that lights you up like how can you follow the things that light you up just to be more yourself and at what goals you want to set for yourself and I remember setting a goal of creating a planner like creating an organizer not about pregnancy or anything just a general one and it was like always on my mind and I was always thinking I'll need loads of time to to do that like how would I do it I'm not sure but it was on my radar for quite Mm -hmm. a number of years and then April I found out I was pregnant and then in May we were going on holiday um for a couple weeks to Turkey and it was during that time I started like dreaming it up, making some notes, which I know sounds a bit mad, right, when you're on holiday, but <laughs> there was me and Greg and the two kids and Yeah, I get it. They're napping because they're absolutely zonked from playing mm-hmm. in the pool all morning and you're just kind of like hanging out. Like I had some headspace, just yeah. not much, <laughs> maybe a couple hours a day, but I had a bit of headspace actually just to think and dedicate that headspace to something and I was like I'm going to think about the planner while Mm -hmm. I'm on holiday and Mm -hmm. I'd just become pregnant and I was like wait a minute I think I'm gonna (laughs) weave this together yeah so I started sort of dreaming it up and just putting pen to paper figuring out like what could I include and a lot of what I was leaning into was all of the personal development stuff that I've learned through doing life coaching certifications, all of mindfulness uh, Mm -hmm. practices that I've learned through becoming a mindfulness facilitator. It all just started to come together in a way that I hadn't necessarily seen before. And Mm -hmm. I I knew I just needed the, I just needed headspace to get it out of my brain onto like a kind of mind map, figure something yeah. out and then actually just start putting the bones of it together. So I studied some mindfulness like last year for like mindfulness facilitator facilitator, mm-hmm. and started bringing that into some of the stuff that I was recording for Mellow Mamas. I was able to like weave it into birth prep in a way that was bringing some introspection bringing some reflection and yeah. like micro doses right so like in the planner that's all about you as a person so it's not necessarily talking about specifically about birth all the time 
but it's talking about you as a person mm-hmm. and it's helping you figure out what's going on for you. And yeah. But of course, then like more ideas started to flow and more things started to come to me. So it took me a lot longer than I thought it was going to get like the bones of it there. And I feel like it's something I'll never be finished. There'll probably be like a version 20 at some point. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, the planner is, it starts off with mindfulness and reflective exercises. Then it's got some space for like keeping notes about your pregnancy notes about your appointments how you're feeling about going to the appointments what questions do you want to take to care providers what what are you working through at the moment and then it's got some some space for journaling so it's got some journal prompts it's got some space for visualizing your birth writing Mm -hmm. all that out it's got space for a weekly check-in like a Mm -hmm. like what do I need to do this week what are some words for my baby this week? How am I looking after myself this week? And so a lot of it is prompts for you mm-hmm. to, and you can take it take it as day-to-day. You, you, you could open that journal and read one of the exercises one day and get something out of it and then read it a week later and get something different out of it. So Love that. Like the doula dynamic, it's the same. It's, it's, it's a dynamic between you and that journal and those exercises and you bring oh, I love that. your mindset's going to change your mindset's going to change the output sounds amazing that sounds so yeah. beneficial genuinely like yeah. I would have loved that for I maybe wasn't in the headspace for it for the first pregnancy but my second pregnancy that is exactly yeah. what I would have loved to have had I yeah that's so beneficial I'm really excited to hear about that that's amazing yes yes thank you so much fabulous yeah. I and like I said so it'll probably it'll definitely evolve but I'm really I'm really excited by it I've been gifting it out and getting some feedback on it from different people and people that are wanting to stock it in their clinics or their studios which has just blown my mind (laughs) amazing and now I know Jenny you're going to be slowing down now whilst you prepare for your baby yes but you do have one last retreat and I'm going to be there. One so last, I know, I'm so excited to see you there. Yeah, I've got one last retreat. So yeah, the retreats, they started a few years ago. Started with doing pregnancy and birth prep retreats. So I'll do a little bit. I'll bring in some other birth educators to do little bits. We have a nice lunch. Mm-hmm. We have time for connection. We do circles. We do. I do lots of different exercise, like mm-hmm. styles of exercises when we're there. I I just I absolutely love them but the pregnant the pregnancy ones are beautiful specifically like just there's so much oxytocin in the room like yes and just getting absolutely together like a lot a lot of mums to be like when you're pregnant you might not know somebody else in your in your circle that's Mm -hmm. pregnant at the same time so it's really nice to connect with other people that are at similar point in your journey and oh I there's also a maternity like a mini maternity photo shoot at them as well in the yes. afternoon so everybody gets some beautiful little bump pictures which a lot of people like they might want to do but they don't book for themselves so yeah. they get that on the day as well totally. but when I started doing them I got feedback from lots of people who follow Mela Mamas or are on the mailing yeah. list or whatever and they're like hang on a minute this day sounds delightful but I want to yeah. come but I'm not pregnant and I was like okay mm-hmm. I can definitely do a women's do retreat this. yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so 
that's how the, so there's the two styles of retreats yeah the birth prep retreats and then the women's retreat which I'm now calling a mindful motherhood retreat mm-hmm. so that's the one that's coming up yeah yeah I'm so time. excited yeah and I'll be sure to tell everybody all about it. I'm really <laughs> excited because I know that obviously with the retreat because technically that's actually kind of how we officially met yeah um, because yeah, I ended up yeah. working at one of your birth retreats which was yeah. fabulous but the minute that I had been to that even as somebody that was there in a professional capacity oh I was like I need to be at one of these yeah, I, I need this because I think like for me like looking at it from my perspective right now I've said already about how bad I am following my own advice and really yeah. taking that time and stepping back and I feel like a retreat forces you to do that, doesn't it? Totally yeah. forces you into that headspace, yeah. whether you want to be or not. You know, you have to show up, you have to get into that headspace and give yourself the time and the space to just chill out and give yourself what you need. And, you know, like I think there's, whether it's through your business or through being a parent, you give your givers, <laughs> you're always yeah. giving. You're giving a yeah. part of yourself all day, every day to actually like stop and receive be on the receiving end of Mm -hmm. support of care of like physical touch Mm -hmm. of like to be the receiver it can be a hard transition as well like it can Mm -hmm. take people a couple hours to like settle into the space or like to settle into the mindset of like oh I don't need to prepare the prepare anybody lunch today I can turn my phone on airplane or I can I can Mm -hmm. literally switch off like it takes a wee bit of time Um, and which I actually also think is why people come back for their second yeah I don't doubt that I will want to do this yeah. every time that it's available. I don't doubt. So are you planning, hopefully, maybe when, you know, you're further into the postpartum? Obviously, yes. that won't happen immediately. Back. But are the retreats coming back? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Cheers. I'm not promising when, but yeah. maybe next summer. Amazing. There'll definitely well, be more. And I've kind of moved them around central Scotland each time, mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. locations. And yeah, it's like it's like the journal. I've always got ideas of people to invite along or to like who to collaborate with, what to do yeah. on them. Because they're never the same. Mm-hmm. All of the retreats, like they're never they're never the same. There's not like a blueprint that I follow for content. <laughs> there mm-hmm. is for you know, I follow a blueprint for timing, but and then yeah. like switch in and out who comes and collaborates and hosts a session or Actually, this leads me to something else that I'd made a note of that I wanted to talk about, about Mellow Mamas. Go for it, go for it. A huge element for me of being an adult is something that I feel sometimes is missing Mm -hmm. is that, like, childlike curiosity about making friends. Okay, I get it. I've come across so many cool people on Instagram, Mm -hmm. like you, where I've got some really cool stuff. And you know what? I'm going to drop you a DM and I'm going to be like, hey, girl, like, I love what you're doing. We yeah. seem really aligned. I'd love to keep yeah. in touch. I'd love to grab a coffee one day. Mm-hmm. And, like, being able to do that and actually just grow a network, which can also become a friendship, is, Absolutely. is so beautiful. So cool. And it's been so rewarding in both, like, professional and personal ways. There's just, I think, like, 
maternal loneliness is a very real thing. So much and so, yeah. To put yourself in or to get into a mindset of like I'm the only one that's going through this or I feel really alone, like I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a good place to be. And no. And it takes a lot to put yourself out there and be like, hey, you look like a friendly face. Do you want to chat? And Yes. You know, I remember like being a new mum and going to places like Book Bug at the library or going to mm-hmm. the park and thinking to myself, I'll probably meet another mum here. Maybe we could yeah. be friends. Maybe we could yeah. like, our kids could like have fun together and we could have a coffee. And like none of that ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I get you yeah and, and do you know I relate to that a lot as well Jenny because people always think that I'm quite confident because of the nature of how I show up on social media I guess yeah. with my business but actually I'm totally not and that was something that was really difficult for me in my first postpartum journey because none of my friends had had babies I literally I ended up having one friend go me I had one mum friend um and honestly I was really lonely and really low because she was all I had during the week you know my husband worked long hours and it was just me and my little girl and just that meeting that one person one day a week like that that was just like such a light for me so I very much felt that loneliness and it's so tough it's so tough yeah absolutely absolutely. and it's so difficult to make friends as a mum because you go to all of these groups but sometimes it's really still hard to form those connections yeah still hard yeah definitely one thing I just that came to mind there when you said at the end there like you can still be surrounded by people but feel lonely like if there's not a connection Mm -hmm. Even just the basic human connection of like eye contact of somebody feeling seen or somebody feeling heard. Yes. A very simple conversation like that can change somebody's day. That loneliness can still happen even if you're well supported and you're surrounded Mm -hmm. by people. And yeah, sometimes what I found with going to the baby groups is you would communicate through your baby. Yeah. So I'd be like to Kala, say hi to Joshua. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Why do you, you do know, that? Yeah. And, like, <laughs> and, yeah. and it's so normal to kind of communicate through them mm-hmm. that there's that that fundamental aspect, that human desire of feeling heard yeah. and feeling seen is is kind of missed. I know totally but sometimes it can be difficult to form those connections and I was kind of I don't know if this is just me this is probably my insecurity issue here but sometimes I would feel like do they actually want to be friends with me or is this just convenient because we've both got kids the same age and then I was totally overthinking the friendship as well and then I'm like god leave yourself alone do you know what I mean like you don't need to think like that so crazy oh yeah yeah it can be really hard to form connections as well but what I do really like about even just like the retreats that you do Jenny like I feel like there is that focus on connection and really seeing each other and like having that space to kind of be yourself and you know there's no judgment and it just feels like such a nice open welcoming space that's the kind of vibe that I got at that birth retreat that I worked at so yeah that's so nice to hear from your perspective there because that's definitely what the intention is is just to 
create a space where people feel seen, they feel heard, and they feel celebrated for who they are in whatever the yeah. whatever aspect that might be. And you know, there's different ways that I can work to get us there. I've got kind of lots of tools up my up my sleeve and different things that we can do mm-hmm. together. And it's not just like bringing people together and hoping for the best. It's orchestrated in a way that that is that is what we're working towards. And I think that can be missing from a lot of gatherings as well. Like, yeah, you know, having even if you're just getting a group of mums round to yours for a play date and a coffee, like, what's the intention here? Like, mm-hmm. why are we getting together? What can you put in place to try and fill? Yeah that human need or get towards your intention so you know it doesn't need to be like robotic in any way but like having things in place where you can you know you can hold that space even Mm -hmm. if it's a simple introduction of one person to another like what what each other's like what's something in common that they've got and making that introduction for people so great that's what you do so well though Jenny I feel like you you, you do facilitate that so well <laughs> um, and that's that'll be why your retreats are so successful yeah. because you do and you're you know, such I've, a great facilitator and I've not thank you firstly but I've not like that's not just come out the blue uh, you know I've been on the receiving end of that for a long time through my work and then doing life coaching or group coaching qualifications and being in those situations and being the receiver of them has actually like made me able to do what I'm what I can do. Yeah. That's such a good point. I love that. Well, Jenny, I feel like we could talk for three hours. Oh hour. gosh, I know. I was just getting way. started. <laughs> <laughs> well, that just means there needs to be a part two. <laughs> as simple yeah. as that. I know. But thank you so much for sharing so so much with us today so much knowledge and so much insight i absolutely love it yeah i will see you next weekend and i am absolutely going to report back on this retreat because i have no doubt in my mind this is exactly what i'm needing and i'm going to take a lot from it so i will absolutely be reporting back um for anybody that wants to go to one in the future but i was going to say so can you just give us a quick rundown of how people could potentially work with you or support your business um, whilst you are on maternity leave and you kind of plan for the, the period moving forward just so that if people do want to access these things that we've talked about um, where can they do that yes amazing thank you uh, everything is on mellowmamas.com mamas is m-u-m-m-a-s and on there you'll find the class library so if you are pregnant you can access the class library and get an access to a whole host of resources and classes from myself and some other facilitators that are on there. The planner is also linked on there as well. And mailing list is on there. Mailing list always hears first about the retreats. So yeah, everything's on my website. And yeah, Instagram is is where I'm mostly at on social media. And that's just at Mamas, all one word. Perfect. Yeah. I will pop everything in the show notes as well so that's nice and easy for everybody to find. But thank you so much for joining me today. It's been amazing to speak to you. And all the best for everything moving forward with your pregnancy and birth. But I will see you next weekend. So <laughs> I'm very happy to see you next weekend. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Thank you so much. You too. Bye. 
So I really hope that you've enjoyed today's episode and that you've been able to take something away from it, whether that's feeling less alone or more in the know. If you have enjoyed today's episode, the usual stuff applies. A review or a share with a friend is a really great way for me to build my community so that I can help more women. All the good stuff is in the show notes, guys, including details on how to work with me, or you can check out my website at www.reasontobirth.com. I'll see you next week.